Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Everybody, thank you for joining us. This is Where Is This Going? A podcast about local artists you may not know right now, but you hopefully will soon grow to appreciate at the very least. Uh, quickly, I will plug our social medias. If you aren't following us, please do follow us. Uh, you can follow our where's which one's first? You can follow. Um, oh, actually, those are switched around. The Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the podcast on uh, Twitter at where is this gopo and you can follow uh the instagram at where is this going pod uh we upload clips to those and uh let you know when an episode's coming let you know when an episode's uploaded so you can watch it and all that good stuff and you can follow me myself hello on instagram and twitter at the underscore hunter miles and you can follow our next guest our current guest the one joining us here today the very funny stand-up comedian in grand rapids by way of um rural detroit i don't know suburban suburban detroit i didn't grow up in the sticks man yeah okay well but the outskirts anyways please put your hands together for mr alex plotkowski everybody hi it's a me i'm back and i'm back i mean this has never happened before. This is now. This is the first time we're ever doing this. Yes, Alex uh, on Twitter at Probs Magabs and I on Instagram at Alex Sarat Plotkowski. But also, if you're on Modern Warfare, you can add him at also Probs Magabs. Uh, but <laughs> if you if you get bored and you're like, I want to play Warzone for an hour and a half, hit me up after the hours of eight p.m. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, Alex was in the studio before, and unfortunately, his episode got lost. Uh, it was it, one of the bleh, it was one of the first banked episodes that we were trying to do to you know pre-record in uh, an event that I you know 
wasn't able to come into the studio because of like COVID stuff, which happened. And then we were like, all right, let's put that it, it episode was a, out there. It was a perfect episode to have banked. Exactly. And then, and like, especially since what happened and then it was gone, you know, and this is not some like Chappelle show lost episodes where well, we're going to find it. Like, no, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gone. And I honestly, I don't think the quality would be something comparable to a Chappelle Lost episode. Oh, no, not at all. But, uh, but if it was, then, you know, Comedy Central, give me a call, I guess. Yes, but no, guess. Not, not in a million years. So Good time, though. Yeah, but thank you. I am sorry about that. Thank you for making the trek out here again. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's always good to be in the stew. You know? oh, the stooge, as we call it, as it is. I think that's an LLC. I'm not sure. But um, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. So, okay, Suburban Detroit, which, okay, Farmington or... Sterling Heights. Sterling, I always forget. So Sterling Heights is just south of M59, and, you know, 59 will get you to 75, and 75 will get you pretty much anywhere. Right. Actually, in, like, the United States, too. Oh, wow. I don't know much about... 75 goes from, like, all the way, the tip of Michigan, all the way down to the tip of Florida, man. That's... That's interesting knowledge that to have. Just, just I saying. wish I could be more interested about highway and. Hey, I'm just saying, if you ever uh, need to make a clean travel, break, a clean getaway, just know I 75 all the way south, get to Florida, perfect, and yeah, you're home free. Beautiful. Everything goes there. Not everything. How? What about on the other side? How does everything? How do things go in Sterling Heights? White. Is that the like? <laughs> I mean, it, it. It's a suburb. So, right. you know, anybody knows that the suburbs were basically formed by, you know, in the 40s and 50s after the war, the boomers were like, all right, we don't want to live in the cities anymore. There's right. all these new houses they're building. Yeah. So, it, you know, my parents are boomers, so it makes sense <laughs> that they grew up there and they're like, okay, let's make our life here. Um, but over time, it's definitely diversified more. Like let, every time I go back, it's different, which is kind of cool. Um it's also weird though you know all of a sudden you'll see like a burger king somewhere that wasn't they're like that was huh that was a forest now it's a bk drive-thru cool all right, right. just empty lots popping up yeah out of nowhere like, all right dollar yeah dollar general oh and, dollar general every oh, every family video is now a dollar general that's family video is a tragedy that is a yeah. that is the great tragedy sad i mean they even tried to stay alive with cbd but cbd it, could not it worked for a it. while i think yeah. if they could sell actual legalized marijuana i think that would have kept them alive and it makes sense too weed and movies you you just have it in the same section you have the porn you have to be 21 or up exactly. to go back there it makes perfect sense you don't even get rid of the porn you just also yeah well it's like weed to each it. their own you know if you yeah. want to spark one and spank the, one go for it. It, it it this is just the overall adult section it, it, yeah it's the adult yeah. section you have to be 21 you know i'm not saying you have to start selling beer and wine too but it would be diversify your bonds right Diversify your portfolio, Ex- my guy. Yeah, it's. I mean, it makes sense to me, but you know, pour one out for family pour video. One out for family video. F in the chat. Not on this carpet. Not in the carpet. Yeah. Please. No, at and your own carpet if you're watching this at home or listening to this at home. <laughs> or you know, if you're outside. Yeah. There you I go. don't know why spelunking came to mind. Spelunking. But if you're spelunking and listening to this podcast. Yeah. If you're spelunking, if you're cave diving and listening to this podcast, first go of ahead. all, who go the ahead. hell are you? <laughs> Who also, are you? Yeah. 
Send an email to we don't have this one on the screen. But send an email to where is it at yeah, where is this going pod at gmail.com. Like anything. Just if we want to hear from you. Yeah. I'm sure like those stories would be amazing. But yeah. So nice. Sterling Heights, white but it was more diversifying. For, for yeah, it it eventually turned that way because for the longest time it was Sterling Whites. Right. <laughs> for the longest time, like and usually Heights get uh, has the connotate like when a city has uh, the name Heights in it, the word Heights in it, it has a negative connotation to the neighborhood. Generally, yeah, it's not it's not the most, but Sterling Heights was fine and. It was Sterling Whites for a long time. It's different now, though. Yeah. So, so your parents were boomers. Are how old are you? I am twenty eight. You're twenty eight. Believe just, it or not, just turned twenty eight. Or I turned twenty eight in August. Okay, so so I'm 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 almost twenty eight and a half now. Yeah. Um, but since I was about twenty two, mm-hmm. you could guess any age from like twenty five to about thirty five. Yeah. And you weren't wrong. Yeah, it's it's like age, age, ambiguity. Yeah, yeah, like it's one of those. Eh, he's an adult. That's all you, yeah. you like. He's like, oh, he's a young adult, right, man? Um, <laughs> like, okay, he could be, he could have four kids. He could be, you know, he could not be. He could just be a child. And himself. you wear the hat all the time, so I, it could be. That's a toss up to you. Like he he could have hair. And that's the thing. That's why I still do it. I mean, it's. It's pretty yeah. pretty much gone the hair's, the hair's right now, theirs. but you know I can grow out on my face. So there you go. That's all that matters. And the rest of my body, unfortunately. But well, what do the people see? <sighs> well, nowadays it's just it's just that. It's, not it's, even. It's actually just this. Like yeah, just this all the time. So all they see is the beard. They see parts of the beard sticking yeah. out. Not enough of it. No. They, so. Your par- were your parents kind of old? Because you're not that much older than me, but my... My parents are... My father is 63. Mm-hmm. My mother is 61. But, Mom, if you are ever find yourself watching this, listening to this, anything like that, you are 48 years old and you look <laughs> phenomenal. I love you so much. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting your mother, she's, but I hope she's, you in the future. She's, she's an amazing woman. Beautiful. Um, but... Yeah, they're 63 and 61. So they're, I wouldn't say they're old, but like it makes sense for my age, I guess. But I mean, having you, uh, it's late 30s, right? Yeah, they had, mid, they mid had all, 30s. me and both my brothers all in their like their late 30s, mid to late 30s. So, okay. Which, I mean, to me, that's always Are you the sense. oldest? I am the middle child. You're the middle child, of course. That's why you're a comedian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that we, makes sense. We're forgotten. So it's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I'd say usually comedians, in my opinion, would either be middle children or the baby, just because the baby is also or for what I'm I've seen trying to get attention. A lot of only children. Well, you know what? So yeah, there's really no pattern. There's, Excuse what I I'm mean, saying. the pattern is you were a child once. Yeah, that's you, so. I guess I guess know, everybody's a comedian. That's what they say. The way I see it, all comedians were once children. Yeah. Which is which is that's it's true. I think a phenomenal realization to have, um, profound if you profound. Will. Yeah, it's almost like an epiphany. Right. So you came from Sterling Heights to Grand Rapids by way of college, or yeah. for the reason of the re- the original reason was college. Indeed. Um, like after I graduated high school, I went to Grand Valley. Um, 
I had a lot of fun. I joined yeah. a frat. It was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, you don't mark. You don't mark me as a frat guy. Oh, we did. No, it's. I uh, mean, now actually, that you're wearing like the baseball. Now tee. that I'm wearing a baseball tee, you're like, hey, yeah, I can see it. Crossed with if the, I had, yeah. if I had a dip in right now, you'd be like, yeah, I can see. Yeah, it. you're like, oh yeah, frat guy for sure. Yeah. Um, no, because the frat I joined, um, we were initially not like your typical group of frat guys. Not we your were typical bros. Like we were really nerdy and dorky like right. it was it was almost like revenge of the nerds but not that sad what what year were you going to college it was been 2010 2010 that was like the rise or that was like the beginning of like frat think, like, culture jimmy, yeah jimmy tatro jimmy like, tatro like the bro stuff uh, you know even the way people dressed in like 2010 to like 2012 right it was you know the yeah. polos with like the popped collar and the madras shorts and the boat shoes exactly. yeah i wore boat shoes and polos all the time yeah, that was actually the birth that was the birth of frat culture yeah and yeah. it, it it was around for a bit. Man, and you were alive for it, huh? Yeah. And well, that was the thing. I um because I was way too involved in frat culture, um, that's why I ended up dropping out of school, is because like I was drinking probably four nights a week. Right. Probably five, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean that's and that's just right you don't think you have a problem because that's college culture. It's it's college and it's like, well, you know. I'm still getting stuff done. It's like, yeah. no, you're not because you're not really going to class because you're <laughs> too hungover. Or, you know, you're just like, well, you still might be drunk. Right. Or you could start drinking rather than going to your six o'clock class. Yeah. All justifiable reasons to not go to class. Which, you know, I wish I could have been like, yeah, I still passed. And, uh, I did. My parents were like, no, your grades are shit. You're done, man. It happens. You're done. They're like, if you want to, you know, like my parents helped me out with college. And they're like, if you want to pay your whole, like your own way all by yourself. Right. Go for it. But no. I was like, I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd rather that's not. A, that's a smart move. Pull out when the funding's gone. Exactly. And so I moved back home. Lived at home for a couple more years and then moved back and then got reinvolved with the frat, which was great. And yeah, the as worst an thing, alum. yeah, as an alum, not just an alum, an advisor. <laughs> I was their alumni advisor to the school, to the national organization. So you started going back to school? No. Oh, <laughs> no. I. You can be a part of a fraternity without so... <laughs> actually being. Enrolled anywhere? Correct. Well, I guess I never, I never actually left the fraternity because I never turned in the paperwork that said I was done. Right. So we, you also never graduated. Exactly. College. So we wrote something into our constitution that allows people that have left to come back. We just amended that. That's why constitutions have amendments, folks. Exactly. We wrote something specifically for me, and then I never took advantage of it. But it got to be the advisor. And no. they named an award after me. No one should actually... Wow. No one should leak this information to Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... He, I don't think maybe, he would get it. Yeah. I don't think he would. And by the time this drops... When is this dropping? Uh, you, usually tonight or tomorrow. If it drops tonight or tomorrow, we got two days left. If he finds this, he's like, oh my God, we can oh do this. Oh my gosh. By that point, it's it, they've already started moving out of the White Donald House. Donald Trump finds comes running out of his office. With I get a addiction. phone call from a restricted number with a dictionary, just going, "Oh my God, I finally figured out the definition of amendment." We we can change this. We can add to and or change. Oh man, where do I find one of those big pens? 
Those big fuzzy pens. Oh, like quills. the quills? <laughs> um, the set of Harry Potter, because for some reason, wizards also feel like they have to live in the 1800s. Do you think Do you think Donald Trump and J.K. Rowling are tightly knit? I mean, they've got probably the same stance on trans people, so... Yep, I was going to say... Fuck I them do, both. I do, I do see similar views. Um, and how sad we all loved J.K. Rowling. Not seven years ago. Yeah, it's... Ish? I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> after that second Fantastic Beast movie, I was kind of done with their shit anyway. Oh yeah, because that was not very good. Even the first one, I was like, <sighs> I didn't even see. I haven't seen either of them. Yeah, they're not worth your time. I read the last book, which was um, I don't the Deathly Hallows. No, no, after that, that was the last book. No, uh, no, it was like the sacred child. Oh, the cursed child. Yeah, cursed the, child. So that wasn't even written by her. Okay, it was not. Good. This I think that makes it. Written like a play. But doesn't that yeah. make it better? I mean, for me. <laughs> Does it? Isn't that better for me? I think if it, I liked that. I I suppose. I su- I don't know. I mean, I'm on the right side of history in my opinion. But it wasn't very good. <laughs> But socially speaking, yeah, fair enough. Fair so far, en- better. You think you're better than me? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. All right, fair enough. How how do you like the first Harry Potter's? <laughs> hey, you know what? How do you like Harry Potter? Shitty people do great things, and great people do shitty things. That's very true. But the thing is, I think she's a shitty person that did a great thing. Yeah, same. I love I love Harry Potter. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Exactly. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Any Jew. Uh, so you, so you started going to college in 2010. You came back and got this advisory position in like 2013. In like 2013, uh, an award named after you. What is this award for? Um, so, you know, as a fraternity goes, you do have a decent number of alumni. You right. know, and the first year at our formal at the end of the year, mm-hmm. they gave me an award. Because um, it was the first time they'd ever given out this award. Okay. It is the Alex Pluck, Alex M. Plakowski Alumni of the Year Award. M. Mean, uh, standing for Matthew. Matthew, my middle name. And then, yeah, it was given to me as the alumni advisor after the first year. So now there is an award named after me. Um, they've only been one other recipient because after oh. that we got shut down. But oh wait, why did you get shut down? We can't run. O- we cannot just step over the fact <laughs> that a fraternity at wait GVSU, correct? Yeah. So I can't. Down. I can't go into all the specifics. <laughs> um, but you know, it was typical just because court cases are still open. <laughs> no, there's no uh, open court cases. Thank God. Um, but there was, you know, it was typical frat shit. They were like, yeah, like you guys have underage people drinking. Oh, okay. You know, there are drugs in the house and so okay. you know. And was it true? Okay. Absolutely. But mm. I felt like an OJ lawyer whenever I had to sit in like those meetings with people. Right. Because it's like, all right, I'm defending the guiltiest party possible. Did you live in the house? No. God no. Okay. No way no. The... So so that so I mean that kind of like leaves some like disconnect for you to feel like oh okay no but i'm not lumped in with them no exactly but, but it was to defend exactly it was one of those like look i like these kids a lot of them are good people i'm a, i'm still friends with a good number of them mm-hmm. um but you know what happens is you know when they find misdoing you gotta 
pretty much defend him. Right. And, you know, you don't want to. And you're doing this at 21, 22? Uh, I was 23, I think. This would have been about 2016. Yeah. 2016, 20, yeah. 23, maybe 24. <laughs> 24, acting as an advocate for 21-year-olds. Yeah, for kids that were, you know, anywhere from 18 to 21. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was the big brother. Like, I was the father figure for someone, which was weird. Yeah. But, like, I was a big brother figure for a lot of them. Think of how odd that would be biologically if we could have babies by the time we were three years old. Would you be able to father a child? I don't. I'm 28 years old. I don't think I could father a child. But, I mean, we probably wouldn't have the sexual desires. I don't want to think about a three-year-old sexual desires. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you why. Sick fuck. I don't. You brought it to fa- fatherhood, and you, I don't know, man. Uh it's okay. Where were we going? Uh, um, where is this going? Got him. Ah, that's why I'm here. Okay, so 2016, you're leaving your legal battles with the fraternity that got shut down, and forced into stand-up comedy somehow. Um, <laughs> no, believe it or not, there was like a good year or two years there that where I didn't. Like in between that, I just kind of hung out and you know, because mm-hmm. I started doing stand up in 2017, mm-hmm. 2018. It's been three years, three and a half, three years. So, uh, yeah, okay, 2018. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was mostly just you know, because I first did stand up when I was like 16. First time I ever did, it, I was 16. How? Um, so there was an open mic and it was at a coffee shop. It was at a Big B coffee shop. Oh, yeah. And so that was like, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this. I always thought I was funny. I knew I could write decently well right. little bits of jokes here and there. And stand up at a coffee shop is almost inviting. Yeah. And it's also like, I'm like, at max, there's going to be 10 people. Exactly. There. 10, 15 people the most. At the uh, absolute, I'm like, chances are, there will be five people there. Even And attention. four of them will have acoustic guitars because they're going to be on yeah. before me or after me. Because <laughs> it was a, it was like a mixed bag right. uh, open mic. So, um, yeah, I it was supposed to be there. Day of, mm. they changed the venue. Oof. And they changed to a church. Much different than a coffee shop. And not just a church. The church I attended growing up. Nice. Was it was it a build event? Like, was there a church Was there a church announcement that went out that day? I mean, no, because it was like a Friday. Okay. But, I mean, this would have been like, you know, 2008, mm-hmm. roughly. So, like, there were still, you know, texting people and facebook even at the time so like you could put the word out and so it wasn't there was probably 25 30 people there Mm. and um you know when you go from a coffee shop to a church the rules of what you can and cannot say change just a smidge (laughs) and so it went from like a hard pg-13 show at the coffee shop where you get two shits and a fuck (laughs) to a church show where it's a light pg show where you get one crap and one shoot. <laughs> but if it gets to damn, you're out. Yeah, like you can't even, like, if you say hell, you better referencing Satan himself. <laughs> and that if I say anything bad, that's where I'm going. <laughs> like, that's the only reason you can say hell at this show. Right. And, like, I'm 16, so my favorite words 
are mostly curse words. Most yeah. of my favorite words now are still curse words, but right. that's because I still think I'm 16. Exactly. I, your body has matured. Your mind yeah, has Exactly. You know, shit and fuck are still hilarious. Because I think, you, I think you're a very smart man, and I think a, a fan of media. Yes. And I think you've filled your brain too much with that. Oh, absolutely. To progress in maturity. Yeah. yeah. I like, you know, I was watching movies I shouldn't have been watching at young ages. Like, right. and imagine what you watch now. Yeah. No, I, I was watching a movie with a friend a couple weeks back and it's a fairly violent movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie called the raid and it's awesome. That movie's badass. It's a, if, if you get a chance to see it, do it. Where I, can you I, find I, it? Uh, I think it might be on Amazon Prime. I don't know. I own the Blu-ray. That's how much I like it. Ah. Um, but it's super violent. Mm. I mean, like, within the first, like, five minutes of the movie, you're like, holy shit, buckle up. <laughs> um, but uh, because I'm so used to watching movies right. like that, I didn't think anything of it. I looked at my buddy, like, five, seven minutes in the movie, he's like... What is going on? I'm sweating. Like, I'm like, holy shit! I am so sorry. He's like, no, this is cool, but this is really violent. I'm like, yeah, yeah, shit. I just get sucked into it. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I, I've kind of stopped giving a lot of people movie recommendations unless I can be like, all right, let's let's not go too deep in here, because you know, what you think is violent, what I think is violent. Jesus, right. bless you. Thank you. I gotta know what you're looking for before I give you a exactly. You gotta give now. me. Give me a path. Right. Uh, so you were with this person in person because uh, I know you watch movies op- uh, with another person. Yes. Online. Or- yeah. Um, my my best friend, Will, is in China right now. Him mm-hmm. and his girlfriend are in China. Is he Chinese? No. Okay. He was, he's over there teaching English. Um, ah. So, but, you know, probably the worst time ever to be like caught in china yeah is you know i mean he's stuck yeah at this point well because he was supposed to come back last year yeah bullshit and like it was back in like early january it was looking like it you know when was he supposed to come back back in april and then yeah we all know how that went so it yeah exactly (laughs) so it went from april to june to possibly end of july to it's like i'll be back next june and we're like Okay, sounds good. So this summer. So this summer. So coming to America this yeah, summer. Yeah, it's his friend Will. Yeah, um, but yeah. So we'll we've got a Discord open. We'll just have chat, and then we'll just start the movie at the same time. Okay. Or if somebody streams it, we can just watch it all on the stream. Right. So, so that's nice. Yeah, it's because it, it's way of what's nice. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. It's, it's, it's like a 12 hour time difference. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we do it in the morning here, it's like I can watch a movie, start my day, and then right. whatever. And if it's, you know, 
it's the evening there yeah, exactly so it's like all right i'm gonna watch a movie go to bed right and if we do it ever the opposite it's the same thing right. so yeah yeah you got a sweet spot of anywhere from basically depending on when you wake up from seven yeah. to ten when it's yeah when it's a 12 hour difference seven perfect 11 yeah if he was like a six hour difference or even like a three hour difference like lived on the west coast i'd be like <sighs> five and eight's not too bad five and eight's not too bad but you know when it gets to be like hey you want to start this at 11 o'clock at night it's like it's 2 a.m i wouldn't be going to bed till five no right. thanks but also 11 and eight it's not too bad either that's yeah you just gotta pick your time exactly having friends on different time zones isn't terrible it can be bad but i don't think it's a terrible hurdle i say that Having no friends. <laughs> I have a friend in Chicago, so it is a one-hour difference. Yeah, no, I don't. Need, I bear, I got a friend in St. Louis, and I talk to him a little. Fair enough, man. <laughs> That's. I mean, COVID's given a lot of people, you know, time to reach out and stuff. Yeah, and time to not. It is interesting talking to people in different areas and finding out what their like lockdown experience. Or experience. This yeah. Thing. Which, you know what? I should definitely... Hey, Tristan, my bad. I should reach out and ask, what's See, it like? In we're having like breakthroughs. This is like therapy. This is, bra- this is beautiful. I mean, podcasts are therapy. Yeah, they really are. Podcasts are confessions. They really are. You have anything you'd like to confess? Not right now. Nothing I'm illegally allowed beautiful. to speak about. Thank you. I plead the fifth. I was trying to get you on that frat shit again. Oh, no. Uh, like I said, it, we... With that... Just typical frat stuff. You know that usually includes rape, right? Uh, typical frat stuff. Never had anything with that. Thank God. Because... Thank, thank him. Praise him. God. No, I warned all those kids. I'm like, if any of you find hey, out... Hey, don't do- rape. I warned them all. Don't do it. It's sad that he's like you kind of have to say it to that was 18, almost, 19 year old boys. Those were almost my exact words. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. No, it is sad that for some reason this is necessary. But hey, if for some reason this is necessary for you, can you push it on my face at all? Yeah. Don't rape. Don't. Do not rape. There we go. That's. If you needed that, I'm glad I could give that to you, but I'm sad that you needed it. Anyways. Yeah. So, you get into stand-up comedy 2017, 2018. Yeah. We'll say 2018. Yeah. For no reason, for to be specific. But what, besides needing to be funny because of your looks, what That's, got you? Appreciate that. You <laughs> son of a bitch. What inspired you or who inspired you? To do stand-up comedy. So, because I had done it when I was, like, 16, right. um, there were a lot of guys I really looked up to. Like, you know, Chappelle's the best of all time. Um, George Carlin. Um, but I also, like, I wrote the humor section in my school newspaper my senior year of high school. Right. Like, I was the humor editor. I had my own page. It was great. Which you have to be a specific kind of nerd to get into. To exactly. That. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it was a long-running segment, but, you know, <laughs> fine. But, um, so I loved writing jokes. I loved that whole idea. So I was like, I always thought after what happened when I was 16, I'm like, is it a stage fright thing? Is that why I sucked so bad when I was 16? Right. It was like, no, it was the atmosphere and you had, like, you wouldn't have been good, but you could have been better. Yeah. And maybe you wouldn't have been, if you would have done it better, you wouldn't have been so discouraged to not do it again. Right. For like 10 years. Jeez. Um, 
so, but I had always kept writing, like I'd been writing little short stories here and there, just things I thought were funny. And I was like, you know what, let's just do this. Mm-hmm. Cause like the whole, like six months to a year before I started doing it, um, I would go to the bar, I'd get probably a little drunk and go sing karaoke. It's like, cause if you can sing in front of people, I think you can yeah. do anything in front of people. Easily. So, and then I was like, all right, let's do karaoke sober. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that. I was like, all right, cool. This is fine. That's a weird kind of like training camp to do. It was, but it worked. But then I realized, yeah, it wasn't like none of it for me was the stage fright. I just thought I was shit. Right. And then after self confidence. Yeah. I was just like, and I was like, oh, yeah, because you're still referencing when you were 16. Right. So. You know, no sense of self. Exactly. I was just like, and you know, when you're 16, your sense of humor is often pretty shit. Yeah. You know, you might find a lot of Which things. Which is almost literal. Like, you find very much shit jokes and things like that. Yeah, they're uh, mm. creme de la crap, you know? Mm. Ah, that was a kiss of a butthole. Exactly. Yes. You know, a Hershey's kiss, a Hershey's, you will. Ew. Ew. Hershey's square. <laughs> but, yeah, so I started doing it, and, you know, I was just like, man, this is, this is great. Especially mm. when you can see what jokes work. Right. And what... You know, sure, I wasn't like doing huge rooms. I was mm-hmm. doing Fulton Street Pub open in Tip Top. Uh, yeah. There were open mics, but even just seeing when people would be there, like, all right, this joke works. This one connects. Right. I can build on this. And learning what doesn't work too was awesome. Yeah. Where Where do you think you got? Maybe com- you can compare from then to now, but or just overall your time in Grand Rapids. And the open mics and stuff like that. Where do you think you get the best gauge of where your jokes are? Um, it's funny because there's there's two real schools of thought with that. Um, I feel like make it spicy at, in the back room at Mulligans. Right. Hopefully this shit hopefully ends soon. Coming back. Hopefully coming back. But that was always a good mix of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Like you never knew how many people were going to be there, and right. usually pack up pretty full yeah um but you would also have a good mix of people so you'd have good different reactions um right you know i would love i love doing like just the open mic at grins even though it was three minutes three minutes is that's the crowd that like they're paying to see somebody else so like exactly so you so not to cut you off but there's two ways to take that as well like they're paying for someone else which means they paid to see comedy yeah but they didn't pay to see you. Exactly. You might just be standing in the way of that. So it's one of those, if you don't hook them early, right. they don't give a fuck. And you got three minutes, so you're only, like, you have to, You're. it's an open mic spot, but you're taking that to a club where you're, we're not in a club very yeah. often. So you're taking that to a club where it's, it's not the, your regular open mic set. Yes. Yeah. You're showcasing your best three minutes, yeah. basically. Yeah. Because I, it's also a paid show. Exactly. So you're just like, I don't know who's seeing this, but, you know, if they came for comedy. I'm going to give my best. Right. So that, you know, it continues the show on. So then, you know, the feature and the headliner, you know, Can, they, they, they're not going up with, like, the coldest crowd possible. Right. Like, the whole show will benefit from a good performance. Exactly. Here. Everybody wins. Right. And... I don't know. I like the way you think. I like the way you set that up because you don't know if that's the best. For me, I wouldn't know if that's the best barometer for like how good my set is. 
almost because in that club setting, it just anything feels great. Yeah. And for that's, me, and that's why at this I, level, like everything, every laugh in that room, like in that that close and like that close tight space, like the acoustics are perfect. That every laugh you hear, and at this level for me, I need it all, and it all oh, feels absolutely. great. Yeah, and but it's also like if those three minutes crush, right? That's three minutes you never have to worry about again. Yeah. Which is, I don't have to perfect those at all. Like, I don't have to work on that. Yeah. Let me set it aside and let the, at least the memory of it. Yeah. Let that be your, you know, keep that in your back pocket forever. You know, it's tight with that. It doesn't need to be like a, like, just like riding a bike thing where you have to get back into it. It's like, no, it's literally just always in your back pocket. It's there. Which actually makes me really want to go back to my Grin's uh, three minute set. I know my eight minute set was decent, but I I've watched that over and over again for like funniest person. Yeah, I've watched that over and over again and been like, okay, yeah, no, I there's still a ton to work on there. I and think I have. I think we got very lucky that we were able to perform outside as much as we did this yes. past summer into fall. Yeah. Um, I know it's not the same. I know it wasn't even close to the same, but it was still. It was working with what we had, right? And, and I, it was, I think it did benefit us a lot because it was people it was more just the repetitions. Too. Yeah, right. It was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I might be working on the same eight minutes every single week for the next month. Yeah, but by the end of that month, all of it just it something tighter work. than sitting down the whole time. Exactly. You like, know, and of course, there's dealing with the judgment of doing anything even outdoors in a pandemic but god damn it you know we gotta do what we do you know i feel like we we played everything as safe as we could being safe about is as much as we can and that's the thing we were going by the the you know the laws and rules put in place we weren't breaking any laws we weren't doing anything we weren't supposed to right and as much as i know no one ever got covid at any of my shows or any of the shows that I uh, performed at or attended, uh, I got COVID from my son. Uh, of course, the ones closest to you will betray you. <laughs> uh, was it? Uh, was he at school? Did he catch it from somebody no, from school? No, he had. He was still uh, home from school. He got it from his mom's house. <sighs> Man. Yep. Yeah. What can you do? Nothing, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can wait for the vaccine, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, uh, decent. Um, so where do you? This is a weird question, I know, because I've gotten it often. But where do you, I guess, draw your comedic inspiration from, or your comedic voice? Um, who who are your favorite? comedians growing up growing up it, Chappelle and Carlin were the the two mm-hmm. for me for sure but right. like I loved guys like yeah, I love Conan O'Brien um I, I love Dana Gould guys that just you can tell when like the writing is like right. I loved watching the Simpsons when I was growing up like from the ages of like nine to about 13 14 it was always on same mm-hmm. time every day after school right and like that writing on the simpsons was so clever it was just like subtle little things that right. i just loved and then when did you learn that that was conan uh probably when i was about 13 or 14 I was say, you were not looking at the credits at 10 no well because nobody reads the credits when you're right. 10 years old i think i you get it's credits don't kick in until i think 17 
For me, I don't know. For me, it was probably early high school, early to mid high school. Pick up the voice actors more than I pick up the writers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. also makes sense. Like, yeah, especially when you're like, oh, wait, whose voice is that? I know that exactly. voice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But now that I think I know more comedians and like comedic writers and stuff like that, I think I might try to look more for yeah. uh, writers. It's, you don't really think about those things until someone. It, no, it in your brain. Thank no, you, Alex, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. But, and some of it is like you'll just you know, you'll read like a Wikipedia article or something like that because mm-hmm. you know this is the internet. That's what you do. You right. fall down in the web of Wikipedia. Okay. Um, happy twentieth birthday, by the way, Wikipedia. Thank you for <laughs> helping me graduate high school and uh, not college. But um, <laughs> yeah, you got me far enough i'd say i I, i'm doing all right um successful shoe salesman i'm doing okay next al bundy jesus christ um minus the football stardom yeah i i what sports did you play in high school in high school i only played tennis and i only played ninth tenth and eleventh grade i didn't want to play my senior year just like cow here that's literally exactly what i did yeah Tennis was awesome though, wasn't it? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> High school tennis is so much fun cuz there are some kids that took it super super serious. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there was the mo- the rest of us that like we like to win, we like to have fun, but at the same time, I'd rather this That's why is... I quit when yeah. I was a senior. I was just like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like we fun. we want senior leadership out of you. <sighs> you know, I don't really just want to go to practice anymore. Like, right. can I just? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, all right, were you on varsity at all? No, I I never got to make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, never got to make varsity because our varsity team was actually really really good. Yeah, it makes sense. And so, like, by the time I was a senior, they're like, yeah, we'll have a spot for you on varsity. I'm like, okay. But I mean, if you're, a, if you're a junior and you're not on varsity, you're like, yeah, I, I hope our varsity team is good. Yeah. And that's what it was. There was, on our JV team, there was, f- as a junior, I want to say there was six juniors mm-hmm. on our JV team. Like, Dang. yeah. So it was because, like, we couldn't find. Right. Like, our varsity was stacked, so. Now, is there anything... Uh, from your three years of tennis that you've been able to take into the uh, the realm of comedy? No. Yeah, rightfully so. No. That was a um, question. <laughs> just like... I was just trying to draw congruities, man. You're like, oh, yeah, you can you can volley? Like, no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's volley back and forth with the audience. Yeah. So I mean, that's the only connection, but uh, no. Yeah, I don't grunt on stage. Maybe uh. I should start getting that. If I if a gr- if a joke crushes, uh, yes. Do that fist pump while I hear the claps. Yeah. Um, so I feel uh, like that would get me booed off the stage anywhere. Yeah. Um. So like I said, you're part of our Jokers of January. I don't know if I actually did say that. No, I, this is new our, to me. You're part of our Jokers of January uh, series, where I've all of January has been we still don't have a graphic for that and there's only two more weeks left in January Jake can we get working on that please I'm kidding not right now but (laughs) uh, this whole January we've tried to start 2021 out with laughs and the funnies and the chucks uh, and you're a very funny stand up comedian Uh, thank you Uh, uh, thank you and I got a burp nope I'm good Oh, look at that. That was quick. Mid- huh? Midday beers, man. Midday beers will give you the burps. Right. I'd like to think of it as evening at this point. Yeah, that's a, only because yeah. we started in the late afternoon. But Fair enough. 
Alex is part of our Jokers of January <laughs> <laughs> series, and uh, part of that has inspired new questions and I think uh, segments that we will have moving forward. But uh, just questions for you, I have, um, being a comedian, what was one of the most recent comedy specials or albums that you've gotten to listen to and enjoy? Oh, boy. Because uh, nobody's really put... I mean, people have been putting stuff out. That, not too right. But, like... Um, Sam Morrill just put out Up on the Roof. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite one from, like, most of last year, believe it or not, was Hannibal Burris's special, Live yes. Miami. Yes. Very good. Like, multimedia. Yeah. Like, it was It was something different. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Norman's was, like, a joke a minute. Mark Norman's uh, Out to Lunch was, like, a joke a minute. It was mm-hmm. so good. Um but I went back and I watched some older stuff recently. Mm-hmm. That was probably what did I watch? Um, I watched one of Segura's from like 2013. Mm. Back when he was completely still completely normal. I think so. When he was still pretty or fat. It was either completely normal or mostly stories. I want to say. It, it, it might have been most stories. Who knows? Jakey, pull that up. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you don't have to show it on the screen, but you know, you look it up. Anyways. <laughs> um so what was the most recent one you saw and or no it fuck that scrap that you gave me a good list um what is your favorite joke of yours my favorite joke of my own that you have written oh that's tough then that not to sound like oh i like all my jokes <laughs> i kind of hate all my jokes that's right. part of it um Completely normal is 2014. That might be it. There we go. That we'll call it that. I was um, with my first guest. Completely normal. Favorite joke of mine. <sighs> you know, I do, I do really like, um, my Wu Tang Kids Bop album. Yes. Joke. I love that joke because that joke came out of literally me sitting at home, sober and sad, listening to the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Right, the uh, the life of probation. Yeah, you know, like what else was I supposed to do? And you know, like I, like I just wrote down a bunch of random thoughts I had that day, and I wrote down Wu Tang Kids Bop question mark, and I was like, I don't know where I can go with this because when you're sober, everything might as well be Kids Bop, pretty much. Um, and then you know, Shimmy by ODB came on, and then I was just like. Oh my God! How have I not done anything yeah. with even that voice? You know, oh baby, I liked it. Oh. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, it's oh, just baby, I liked it. Oh. Yeah, you know, just shimmy, shimmy, oh, it's ODB's voice is so great, and yes. just that song is great. So I was like, yeah, let's write something. It's either that or um, my doppelgang bit. I thought was like one of the first things I wrote that I was like. That just works. That, that was just, one of my favorite jokes of It's yours. simple and it works. And I was like, cool, I can use this anywhere I go. I tell your joke to people. Wow. That just that one. That's but when you know, I'm trying to describe you. Yeah, and that's the best way to do it. And that's why I do like that joke because I can say that joke in any room in America. And and people will be like, Yep, I, right. I totally get it. Right. Not that you've toured a lot over no, the but United States. The thing is, but... if I did, like I if I was like, All right, cool, I see that they've got clubs open in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and I want to take the ferry across to Wisconsin exactly. because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um Yeah. 
I would I'd do it. I'm here for my life for some reason. Oh, I they've got like... myself behind the wheel. I don't know if... You no, know, it's more so uh, the fact that... You want your own car in Wisconsin? <sighs> and want to save on gas? I don't want to drive through Gary, Indiana. Yeah, okay. You know what? That's actually the best reason like, to that's, take the ferry. That's, that's really the only it. good like, reason. Because it's like four hours across, right? Or six hours across? Something ridiculous. I don't know. Hey, Jakey, look that up. How long does it take to get to... Uh, where does the Wisconsin ferry even? What's it called? Ferry. I think yeah, it goes to Milwaukee. I don't know. I don't know, but I have no clue. Yeah, from Muskegon to Milwaukee, I think it's like oh, that's... it leaves a Muskegon. Yeah, I don't know why I thought you could just Lake take Express. it from anywhere. The Lake yeah. Express. The Lake Express. That sounds it's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. I would not have guessed that. Where does it take you to? Uh, I'm pretty sure Milwaukee. Yeah. Hmm. Not too bad. I would do that. I I went. I don't mean to hijack the podcast. No, go ahead. No, go for it. I went on that the day I was like seven. It was the day after I watched Titanic. Oh fuck! Way fucking longer than two and a half hours. (laughs) It felt. It felt at least three times as long as the movie. Yeah, because I was going to say, that movie it takes forever. So. It felt a lot longer than two. I could have swore it was longer than that for some reason, but. I think I, I've always equated in the drive to Muskegon, which, which for me is like 45 minutes anyway. And for us, it's like, it's still 40. It's still like an hour. It's but it, it's an hour drive. Oh, I'm damn. think it might actually be three and a half hours, but they'll call right. it two and a half because you're going into central time zone. Right. So you're gaining that one hour back. I don't care that much. I All don't right. either. Um, so wait, that was that was just talking about going to Wisconsin, but to tour. From what I've heard, Wisconsin's like pretty much wide open right now. And, like, I don't really want to go to any place that, like... That's wide open. Right? Yeah, with, like, no COVID restriction or anything like that. Yeah. Like, at Lambeau Field yesterday for that Packers game, it Ooh. looked like there was, like, 30,000 people there. Right. Uh, and I know it's know, outside, but, but Jesus. It, it, no, Jesus. Jesus, yes. Because, because they're cheese heads. They're cheese heads. Maskless, so you know it. <sighs> they're dumb. Okay, so you gave me two of your favorite jokes of yours. Now, can you give me one favorite joke from... Your one of your favorite comedians, your favorite joke of a special, of an album. Ooh, oh man. Um, so Dave Chappelle's killing me softly. Mm-hmm. My friend and I, we can text each other any time of the day, seven days a week, three sixty-five. Just a line from that special, mm-hmm. whether it's something small like "Gotcha, bitch." <laughs> Or like, you know, hey, baby, and just we'll know exactly what we're right. doing. Um, but uh, that whole special is phenomenal. There, It's probably the whole story about the baby on the corner selling drugs. Of course. That bit is probably one of my favorite just jokes of all time because mm-hmm. it's just it, it's so smart and funny but it's also just so fucking ridiculous it, in the premise alone in the yeah exactly it's like how do you get a premise of you know a baby selling drugs in the ghetto and you're like yeah well okay you start from something maybe you might have actually seen yeah exactly sure. this could have happened so well if you want to catch what alex is talking about check out our patreon no i'm kidding um go on go to youtube and just look up killing me softly you'll you'll find the whole special exactly i was gonna say find 
Killing Me Softly Dave Chappelle special wherever you can. What is that red? Anyways, I'm getting distracted. This has been Where Is This Going? Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you for having me, Hunter. Uh, Well, hopefully this one doesn't get lost and I don't have to do it again in the next three to six months. Those words are targeted at our producer, and I hope he doesn't take that as a threat. I don't. No, I, I don't I don't blame Jake. I blame Hunter. He's the man in charge. He's the man you gotta you know, you can't you can't put it on the help, man. And that sounds right to be charged. All right. If you had asked me to upload it the day that we did it. Yeah, you know what? If we weren't trying to bank banking it. Oh yeah. Uh, See that's why you don't trust the banks, everybody. Cash rules everything around me. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Cream. Woo out. So you can follow Alex on Twitter at ProvsMagobs and on Instagram at AlexTheRockPlatkowski. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at WhereIsThisGoingPod and on Twitter at WhereIsThisGoPo. And you can follow me at the underscore Hunter Miles. Thank you guys so much for listening, for watching. Uh, subscribe, follow, like, uh, email us. Tell your friends about the podcast and hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.